Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 225. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he usually writes all of his words with capital letters. Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me in this very special episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. It's very special to me because I have three amazing guests on the show, three people who mean absolutely the world to me. They are why I do what I do, and that is actually my family. My whole family is going to be on one by one. My two kids, my wife, April. Uh, she's uh, gonna be on at the end, and she she has some really great things to talk about, including some of the stuff we've learned together uh, as a married couple through becoming sort of an entrepreneurial family, I guess, the entrepreneurial wife style, uh, I guess you could say is what we, we might call this episode. I, I don't know what the title is at the point uh, of recording this, but that's a cool, that has kind of a ring to it, entrepreneurial wife style. Uh, but we talk a lot about what we've learned as we've been building the business together, and I say that, you might be thinking, well, Pat, you're, Smart Passive Income, but you know what? She is the most underrated and most important member of Team Flynn. She does so much to help me do what I do, and so I wanted to give her time on the show, and actually, she is the number one guest that people have been asking for, and she finally said yes, so she's gonna come on and talk a little bit about that and even talk about what her plans are for the future, which is really fun, and first of all, we're gonna start off with uh, my son and then my daughter for a few minutes for each of them. My son has been on the show before, not really at a as a spotlight interview, but he's been on to just plug a few phrases here and there back when he was born. You heard him cooing uh, a little bit when he started talking. We've had a few conversations here and there within some other episodes, but we are featuring Kaoni Flynn up first, and then Kailani, uh, who is three. She's entering preschool. My son's entering first grade. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Pretty funny, actually. And then after those two, we're going to talk to April for a little bit and and finish up. So this is uh, this is my family. I'm really excited to introduce them to you. So let's kick off the show with okay, our son. So here he is. What did we say earlier? We were just going to pretend like we're having coffee, right? Or... We're just out of coffee like that one time where we had juice. Okay, you want juice, not coffee. No, you have coffee, though. Why don't you want coffee? 
<laughs> why, why shouldn't you drink coffee? I don't. I don't want to stay the same size, and because that's that's what I tell you, right? You'll, if you drink coffee, you'll stay the same size. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. That's why I haven't grown. Wait, I actually think I. I want that because I never want to grow so I don't get old and die. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good reasoning, I guess, but uh, we'll talk about that later in life. Um, so, County, business. What mm-hmm. is a business? A business is a thing that solves problems. That's right. Good answer. But what kinds of things does a business do to solve problems? Sell things that are helpful and useful. Nice. Nice, County. And then what happens... When you sell something to somebody, what does that somebody give you? Uh, money. Money. And what can you do with that money? Mm, mm, you can... You can spend it on different things, right? Like like you can use it for your family for dinner or something. Yeah, that's good. You can also do what with that money? If you have, if you have a, way too much money, what, what should you do Put with it? Put it in your bank. Should, good. That's good. So we could protect the money. What if you have an incredible amount of money and it's more money than you need. What should you do with mm. some of that extra money? Give it, give, give some of it. To who? Mm, probably your wife or something. <laughs> yes, exactly. Great answer. Um, but also remember how we built a couple schools in Africa? Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing to do. There's also build schools in places that and uh, buildings that are helpful in places that don't don't have enough money to to get it. Yeah, those are um, cu- countries and places that need help, and a lot of people who have extra money can help. There's a lot of really famous people who donate a lot of money to help a lot of people because that's what business and really life is all about right helping as many people as possible Mm -hmm. what do i say to you before i drop you off to school every day Mm, how might you change the world how might you change the world and what do you say Mm, helping others helping others that's right and do you help other people county when they need help when they need help what uh what if you're not sure if they need help Mm, ask them ask them good now Keone, a lot of people have seen videos of you on YouTube. There was one where we recorded when you came up with all these really cool business ideas. A lot of people really like that. Where do you where do you come up with your ideas? Mm, in my mind, my mind makes it up. But what gives you the inspiration? How do you? Because it, I know people have those problems, and I know businesses can solve problems. Yeah, and you've come up with some really good ideas, actually. For those of you listening. He's, um, a lot of his ideas are actually things, and I always tell him, oh, somebody made that already, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. you come up with ideas on your own, but those uh, those solutions already exist, right? Mm-hmm. But does that mean you should not do that one anymore? No. Because you can make that solution better, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe there's a solution to that problem that already exists, but maybe there's a way that you can make it even better, right? So you don't have to... Mm-hmm start from scratch all the time. You can take something that exists and make it better because that's solving people's people's problems too. Now, I want to ask you about what you think I do all day. So what do I do all day? If somebody were to ask you, hey, Kaylee, what does your dad do? What, what do you say? Mm, he works in his office a lot. And they go, oh, well, what kind of work does he do in his office? 
What would you say? Mm, uh, working on the microphone and talking to other people. Mm -hmm. I'm on the computer a lot too. Mm -hmm. And I write a lot. I wrote a book, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember the name of the book? Will It Fly? Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a picture in the back of the book. You remember? Who's in that picture? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me and you, bud. Uh, great. Are, are you pretty proud of your dad? Mm-hmm. How come? Because he makes a lot of money. Okay. Is money important? Mm, not always. Well, what's most important? Mommy. <laughs> Mommy is most important. Good. Uh, but, I mean, when it when it comes to business and money, County, is money the most important thing? Mm, not always. No. What's most important? Helping? Mm, others. Helping others. And that's how you make the money, right? Mm-hmm. Because the money. That's how the money starts in the first place. The money represents how well you help people. Mm-hmm. That's what, I, that's what I feel. That's what I teach. And hopefully you've learned that too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else what else have I tried to teach you is it good to if if you're trying something anything and it's not working out the way that you want it to it can get kind of frustrating right mm-hmm. what's and, and when you're frustrated what do you do sometimes uh sometimes solve it you sometimes solve it yeah that's what mm-hmm. you should do but sometimes we do what Get angry. We get angry. We complain, right? Mm-hmm. What do I always say? Complaining never helps. Never helps. No. So what you what should you do when you come to one of those roadblocks in your in your life? Roadblocks. Well, don't. Yeah, sorry, I said blocks. He's probably thinking of Minecraft, right? Well, I'm thinking of a blocked road from construction. Oh, a construction. So okay, that's an analogy. So imagine life is a road, and then there's a roadblock that's kind of stopping you from doing what you want to do. Can, does that make sense? Are you old mm-hmm. enough to know what an analogy is? Sure. Sure, okay. So when you come to a hard point in your life, what's what's something that you should do? Mm, try to work it out and get past it. And if you can't work it out on your own, what should you do? Ask others to help. Yeah. So who do you ask for help sometimes? Mm, you, mommy. What about at school? Teacher, other friends. Nice. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about really quick before I interview Kailani. She, I think that'll be her first time on the show, actually. Because you've been on the show before. We've talked a few mm-hmm, times. Like, years ago, when you were Kailani's age. Wow. But how old are you now? Six. Six. Yeah, almost seven going into which grade? Uh, first. First grade. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So good, man. I'm proud of you. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is at your school, you guys work on these projects for a very long time, and then, and then at the end, you do what's called a showcase. Can you tell everybody what kind of a showcase is? Mm, or an exhibition? What, what does that mean? It's where mm, what they were learning about, they go into different places of the school, and who goes into different places? The people that have been working on it. And okay. then they have like little booths mm-hmm. in the chairs and stuff. And and then and then they uh, present it to other people. 
Who did they present it to? Mm, parents. Parents? Just their own parents or other people? So first they present it to a few people and then they might see their mom and dad and then uh, their mom and dad go look at other ones while they keep presenting and then when it's done you can look around. Is it is it kind of scary to present to other people you don't know? Mm, sometimes. Sometimes. That's pretty cool. You know, I've gone to your exhibitions a few times, and I'm always really impressed because all the kids there are basically t- teaching. They're teaching everybody. That's mm-hmm. what you do. What What was the subject before your school year ended that you did a presentation about? Uh, wind. Wind. What about What about the wind? Mm, how I can make energy. Ah, so what is that kind of energy called when it's not coming from, like, gas or coal? Uh, it's called sometimes renewable. Mm-hmm. What's, what are other types of renewable energy? Mm, water. Water, yeah. The wind and sun. The sun, yeah. We have solar panels on our house, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, we. Yeah, I guess you can't see them. But, yeah, we do. Um, I'm very proud of you, but I like that you're presenting to other people. That's a skill that I wish I learned how to do when I was your age because it took me a really long time to get comfortable talking about things because I was always scared about what other people thought. Are you scared about what other people think? Mm, no, they don't really talk. They just look at our stuff and then go to another one. And then... Okay. Well, good job, Keone. I'm proud of you. Uh, do you want to? Do you have any final words of advice for everybody who's listening? Mm. no okay shaking your head all right thanks county say bye to everybody bye all right so that was our son uh like i said earlier he's turning six and one other thing he's really into that i wanted to talk about really quick is minecraft for those of you who don't know minecraft is actually a video game where you can build things and go on adventures and it's possibilities are really endless and his friend from school introduced it to him and I was a little bit worried because yes you can play this game online with other players which can always open up you know certain you know cyberbullying and things like that so we really started to talk to county about what that means and you know not to be affected by that and, and those sorts of things if they happen he hasn't run into any problems with that but I have myself have been learning about Minecraft and I downloaded the game and it's actually really fun, and I've been learning all I can about it, playing the adventures and building things, and actually he and I, we actually have Minecraft parties together at home. So he builds things, and you know, we, we're in the same levels together, and we're helping each other out, and you know, we play survival, which is where you can potentially uh, get killed off if, you don't, if you're not smart about what you do, and you know, we, I, I try to use it as a teaching mechanism, uh, and a lot of people do too. He's actually attending I think at the time that this goes live, maybe not yet, but he has been signed up at the point at which I record this episode for Minecraft Camp. So there's a camp at UCSD that goes on that you could sign up for, and I'm sure these exist in all other universities and other places, but it's not just going there to play Minecraft, but it's it's taught by a high-level professor or somebody there who understands how to teach, and they're teaching programming. Because what's cool about Minecraft is it's open source. You can change the code and make it whatever you want. So they're going to teach six to eight-year-olds how to code using a game that he loves. And I'm really excited about that. I'm actually anxious to learn from him on how I could do that. 
myself. So I've told him that I want him to come back home and teach me what he learns. And again, just my way to get involved with something that he likes. And I'm just so grateful that um, that we have that together. I'm sure that's going to be something that he's going to be uh, remembering when he's older, which is really cool. Okay, so let's move on to the next part of the show where we're going we're to be talking for a short period of time with our daughter, who, like we said earlier, is going into preschool. So here is uh, our lovely daughter. Hi, Kai. How are you? Good. Are you happy to be on the show? Yeah. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. How old are you? Three. Three years old? That's old. Or is it not old? Not old. It's not old. Daddy's old, right? So what are some things that you love? Mm, kitties and doggies. Kitties and doggies. Do you have a kitty or a doggy? I have a doggy. What's his name? Gizmo. What does he look like? He looks white. He's white. What else? Is he big or small? Uh, small. Small. What's your favorite thing about Gizmo? Uh, that he's comfortable. He's comfortable? Do you sleep on him? No. No, but you pet him, right? Is he fluffy? Yeah, that's nice. Are you going to school soon, Kai? Yeah. Do you know what grade you're going into? Yeah. Which one? First grade. First grade? No, that's brothers going into, is into first grade. I think you're going to preschool, right? Are you, you're really excited about preschool? What, why are you really excited about it? Because I'm going to do all math. You're going to do math? Why do you like math? That's awesome. Uh, be, because they're going to show us what we have to do f- first. Oh, that's right. Um, can I quiz you? Can I? Can we try some math here? So if you have one plus one, how many is that? Two. How about two plus two? How many is that? Uh, three. No, most. Uh, four. Four, that's right. All right, I think you got a good head start on math, Kai, so I'm very proud of you. So I want to talk to you about what daddy does. If somebody were to ask you at school, Kai, if they were to say, what does your daddy do? What would you say? Uh, yeah, that's what everybody says. What, but what would you say if somebody was like, no, really, what does your daddy do? What does he do for work? Uh, what, what are we doing right now? We're talking in, into what? To a microphone. Microphone. What are some things you can do mi- with a microphone? You can, you can sing, right? Does daddy sing in his microphone? Yes or no? Yes. Well, yeah, I guess I do sometimes at the beginning of my show, but I mostly talk. Do you know who I'm talking to? Uh, me. Well, I'm ta- Well, yeah, I'm talking to you right now, but when I take this recording, because we're recording this, and then I put it on the internet as a podcast, do you know who's going to listen to it? Mm, no. No? Yeah, sometimes we don't know who's listening to it, but there's a lot of people out there Kai, who might be listening, and they might think that you're pretty adorable right now, and then they're going to hear you years down the road and be like, I remember when I heard your cute little voice on Pat's show, Pat's, that's my name, and just in case you didn't know, Kai, um, and it's going to be really cool because these audio files, people listen to them, and what daddy does is he tries to help people with his voice, 
by not singing, but by teaching. Do you think teaching is important? Mm-hmm. How come? I don't know. You don't know? Well, it's important because it's a way to help people. Do you think helping people is important? Yes. Yes. Teaching people is very important, Kai. That's how we teach you, and your teachers are going to teach you things so you can become a better person, and then you can help people yourself. What's one other thing before we finish? This will be one of the last questions. Uh, what's another thing that you enjoy? Uh, do you do any sort of activities? Dancing? What do you do? Dancing. You dance? What kind of dancing do you do? Hula. Hula dancing? Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Can you sing a little bit of your, one of your songs? Yorana, 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 Tehenae, Yay! Good job, Kai. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing with us today. We'll see you later. Say bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. And that's our little Kai. She's uh, grown up way too fast. Both the kids are. So uh, it'll be interesting to hear her voice, it being so sort of tiny sounding now. Uh, years down the road, we'll, we'll bring her back on and see see how things go. So uh, can't wait. Can't wait. I can, but I can't. <laughs> you know how it is. Okay, so let's let's finish off the show with a little bit of a longer conversation with my amazing wife, April. And like I said earlier, we're going to be talking a little bit about what it's been like to sort of, you know, because when we got married uh, or when I had proposed, I was still in architecture. I wasn't laid off yet. And almost immediately after my proposal, everything started happening. And at the time, I, it was sort of unraveling, but uh, it was truly a blessing in disguise. And she talks about what that was like from her point of view. We talk about some of the struggles we've had together as I was becoming an entrepreneur and building the business and all that stuff and a lot of what we've done to solve a lot of those uh, issues that many people have when they're just starting out. So here she is, my lovely wife, April Flynn. Hey, babe. Hi. <laughs> so did you know that you are by far the number one requested person uh, to, for me to interview on the show? Is that cool? That's a little weird, actually. Why is that weird? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not the center. I'm not the forefront. So most of the time, people don't really think about what I do. I think just because I'm not really the name on the business or anything like no, that. No, you're not the name on the business. However, you play an integral part in Team Flynn. I think the most important part because you do so much to support what I do. I mean, um, we'll get into all those kinds of things, um, but. I always tell people that you are the most underrated member of Team Flynn because without you taking care of the kids when I'm out or if I have a launch coming up, you know, you know that you're spending a lot more time with the kids and, you know, the kids, we got two of them. I know some people have more, but ours are pretty crazy. They take up a lot of work and it's a full-time job. And I think, you know, the one thing I respect most about you is that you know that you've chosen this life of a stay-at-home mom, which... Um, isn't always easy, but also doesn't come with a lot of kind of, I guess you could say, credit. Um, and then you're there on the other end. And I, you know, I go to conferences and people are, you know, like sign my book and, um, you know, they come to see me speak and stuff. And little do they know that, you know, I wouldn't be able to do any of that um, if it wasn't for you. So I just wanted to, first of all, just 
thank you for all that you do for for me. And I know a lot of the people listening to this uh, have wanted to express their thanks to you too, because I wouldn't be able to do what I'm uh, able to do without you. So thank you. Welcome. Love you. You didn't sign up for this. <laughs> and, and what I mean by that is when we got married, uh, I was in architecture, or actually when I proposed, um, I was in the world of architecture. And a month after I proposed, you know, I had been told I was going to be laid off, which was, I know, not really what you had thought was going to happen. And little did you know that I was going to become an entrepreneur and stuff. Um, so how was kind of, what, what was that like for you? Sort of like you said yes to me knowing that, you know, I had this, quote, stable job as an entrepreneur, and then all of a sudden, like, that gets taken away from us, and we have to both move in with our parents back to San Diego. I mean, that, that was that was tough. What was going through your mind when I was transitioning jobs and all that stuff was happening? For me, I think I just felt like whatever was going to happen was meant to happen. You know, we always say that good things will come out eventually, so whatever happened. And we knew that life was never going to just be a straight shot where we knew exactly what was going on and everything would happen perfectly. So obviously things didn't always happen perfectly, but you deal with it and you get through it. And it was just a thing that was a transition that we had to deal with. For a lot of people out there listening, you know, they might be going through a transition in their life. Um, and I know a lot of people who might not have the kind of support um, that I had from you. Um, for those out there listening who might be going through that transition phase, do you have any you know, words of encouragement or advice for, for that time period? I mean, that was a tough time period for us. We didn't know what was going to happen, and I didn't know I was going to be become an entrepreneur. Um, but the fact that you were there and you were always encouraging was really important. Can you, can you speak to that and kind of help people who are going through that transition phase? Just um, like how, how are you able to stay positive through all that? Well, for me, I was lucky that we did have support and we helped each other through it. And I think just knowing that, like we always tell each other, things don't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Things don't happen right away. Things might. Sometimes the path that you think is going to bring out the worst ends up being the perfect path for you. And it brings you to something even better, even when you don't realize it at that moment. I think that's the tough thing. Like you don't really know what's going to happen, but I think that support system is so important. And we were lucky to have support from our parents too, uh, which was really nice during that transition. We both moved back in with our parents and you know, that was an interesting phase of life, I guess you could say. Um, and then we had uh, gotten married. Um, the business was doing well and you know we ended up uh, doing very well after that. And then we ended up getting pregnant, which was a fun traumatizing experience <laughs> i remember when you sat me down on the couch in our first apartment uh and had told me you had showed me the the test um so many things were going through my mind and then all of a sudden you know i started thinking logistically about everything because i was really happy obviously um and it was something that you know when we decided to have kids it, it was like a hey if it happens it happens if not it, it, it's not it wasn't like an accident or anything um it happened and i was so happy and then i started to think logistically about how everything was going to go down and how i was going to pay for everything and i remember telling you like well we don't have insurance what are we going to do <laughs> so we started to freak out and um what ended up happening for those of you who are listening um we ended up giving birth without insurance because there was this whole thing back before some recent legislature and stuff. Um, you know, April had had uh, walked away from her position 
in Irvine because we both moved back to San Diego and I was trying to figure stuff out as an entrepreneur. Um, so maybe our timing wasn't the best uh, or we hadn't figured things out. Um, but we weren't able to get April on insurance because she was pregnant and being pregnant was a pre-existing condition. And because of that pre-existing condition, we weren't able to get her on private health insurance. So I had to pay for everything through the business. Um, and then the funny thing was like, we had figured out a loophole or a way I talked to a bunch of people and they were like, Hey, you can actually hire April and have her be an employee of Flynn Industries. And so you were on payroll for like a good three months, remember? And then the health insurance would have kicked in on January 1st, 2010. And we were so happy because we we're like, all right, the business is going to help pay for it. Like that's insurance we need. And then, you know, county was due January 18th or what was it? January? I think it was January 22nd. January 22nd. So far into January. <clears throat> so we were like, okay, good. We have like three weeks buffer period. It'll be fine. And then your water breaks on the 23rd of December. Yep. And we didn't have a car seat. Like we didn't know what, I mean, I didn't, I don't, I remember trying to, I was just freaking out. Like I didn't, I couldn't get my pants on correctly. And I was like, what are we going to do? Cause we have to pay for this. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, premature baby might have to be in like prenatal. Like, how are we going to pay for all this? And thank God that like everything worked out. Um, but we took him home from the hospital and how big was he? He was like, is just under five pounds, like four, le- four pounds, 11 ounces, something like that. Like he was just, even the car seat that somebody had ended up buying for us was like way too big. And that was an infant car seat. It was just a crazy time. So new baby, new business, all that stuff. I mean, it was a, it was a tough time and we have, we had gotten into like discussions and by discussions, I mean like semi heated arguments about just like, it was a tough time, like that transition period. And I think one of the things I appreciate about you is that you were always very honest and upfront with me on how things were. And I got jaded as an entrepreneur. I think you know that. Um, even before we had kids, I was doing a lot of stuff in my business without thinking about how it was affecting other people. Can you tell everybody out there kind of what were when when my business was taking off and I was like really passionate about it and you know still am obviously, but I was working so hard on it in the beginning stages. What was that like for on on your end when I was like so focused on the business and you know we just got married? What was that like for you? Well, the interesting part was because of the fact that you were working from home, one of the big things we were talking about was how like you could be flexible, you would be home more often, you would help out. But then in the beginning, it was like, okay, because you were working at home and because you had the flexible schedule, it was easy to just get caught up in the work. So instead of having an eight-hour day like you know, a traditional job would be, you would be in there for 12 to 14 hours. And with a newborn baby, I'm like, hey, um, I need some help here. But then I wasn't sure how important what you were doing at that moment was where it's like, okay, I can't bother him. He's in the zone. I can't interrupt him. Or if it was just like, oh, hey, I'm answering emails. You can come in and Mm -hmm. ask me for help. It's not urgent. And I think that was the hard thing for me was kind of gauging how important what you were doing at that moment was versus something that could be put on hold to help me with the baby. So what could I have done, like, if we could take the DeLorean back and I could do something better to communicate what I was doing to you, what would what would that look like? Would it would it would like a 
mean, obviously we solved this problem after a lot of discussion about this, um, and we'll get to what those solutions were in just a second. But but what what would what would help people who are going through that? Because I know a lot of people listening are going through that too. Like they're working on their business and it's crazy, and the other person is like why are you working on a computer all the time? Like, what are you even doing? Like, we're not even seeing results from this right now. It's hard to kind of determine, like you said, what that person's doing and how that's helping. Like, what would help a person understand that better? I think it's just helping to prioritize what exactly in their work is important versus something that they just feel like they need to be busy doing. Mm -hmm. Like, just the extra stuff. And... Obviously, having that time frame of knowing like, okay, this is when I'm going to do my important stuff and have it be during a specific time that caters to the schedule of the rest of the family in terms of, okay, this is when I can help. This is when I really need to be working. I think the problem for me was I didn't know I was working so hard. And it wasn't until you pointed it out and I started to like figure out how many hours I was working and it really started to become unfair to you and I realized that but it was only after you told me like I didn't even know and I think a lot of people um, go through that where they just you know they lose track of time mm-hmm. um, and I, I know a lot of people who are you know single and it's just them and they're working like 16 hour days like it just goes by and I also know a lot of people who are in relationships where it's still a lot of time but they're not really considering what that means for the other person and I think it was when you told me it finally clicked for me and then we ended up creating a schedule Like, even though it's like, hey, I don't want to be in the nine to five, like, let's get away from the nine to five job. Like, let's be entrepreneurs, like flexibility and freedom. But you still need those boundaries, right? And after we set that time, it started to feel much better. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you started to understand, like, okay, when you could and couldn't sort of, I don't want to say interrupt me, but you just, you you knew what I was doing and when it was okay to to kind of... um, come in and say things if you wanted to, unless it was an emergency, obviously, or you knew when I was just in the zone and just kind of would be okay doing something else, right? Yeah. So just knowing when certain things were happening, I think the the big theme here is just communication, yeah. you know, being open, being honest. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people end up putting their guard up when arguments happen and stuff. And I think it's really important just to try and consider what it's like on the other end. That That was the big thing for me. When you told me this is how I feel and this is this is um, how it is for me. You're not seeing it that way. Uh, that that is when it clicked for me. So you know, communication, being open, being honest, knowing that you know. And I I know this, and I know we're not done. We're we're gonna argue. You know, that's just a part of the process of growing up and being married and having kids, especially when you have kids. I mean, that just adds a whole nother thing into the mix. Um, just knowing that yes, those arguments are gonna happen. Yes. Things are going to get tense, but also, yes, we're going to work through that and listen to each other and communicate and everything will be cool. Um, so yeah, thank you for being honest about that. And I hope that helps some of you who are listening out there. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was uh, this this idea that, you know, when I go out there and I you know speak on stage or, you know, even now sometimes in, in, in public, um, you know, people will recognize me and stuff. Um, you know, you, people know me as Pat and smart passive income and stuff. And then you don't necessarily get recognition for what you do, which 
is a lot more than what I do, taking care of the kids most of the time and stuff. Um, but people, I mean, you've, you've even said it yourself. You're like, hey, you're Pat Flynn. You're, you, you got this podcast and stuff. I'm just Pat's wife. Like that, that like identity. Um, do you mind talking a little bit about that? Like the struggles there? I think this is a very common thing, especially for, um, you know, a lot of the moms out there and, and dads who like the other person is the, kind of the breadwinner and, the, and you're kind of just support in the background. Um, it's a little weird. I mean, I know, especially in the position that you are where you kind of have fans and, you know, we get stopped at Dairy Queens with people who recognize you. And I kind of stand on the side like, um, should I say hi? Should I move away so you guys can have a conversation? Like sometimes I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just kind of there and I'm like, I want my ice cream. <laughs> like, So... It's a little weird. And like I said, it is hard sometimes when it's like the other person gets a credit because obviously we both contribute in terms of the kids and in terms of our life and supporting mm. our family. So, I mean, it's hard because it's the choice that you made and it's the choice that I made. Right. But I don't know. It is tough. But on the other side of things, you know, the fact that we're both at home. We're both with the kids all the time. What are some of the good things that have happened as a result of sort of this? Obviously, it was felt terrible when I got laid off, but it became a blessing, a huge blessing in disguise. And now, you know, we're able to do certain things that we wouldn't have been able to do if I was, you know, if we were both in the workforce or even if I was in the workforce and still in architecture and stuff like what are what are some of the, I guess, benefits of, of sort of our lifestyle at this point? Well, I think definitely just the freedom of it and the flexibility of it. Just the fact that we can be home with the kids more. I know for both of us, our background was most of our most of the time our parents were working and mm -hmm. we didn't see our parents very often. Just like I said, I mean, I grew up in daycares. I did after school programs. I was a latchkey kid. And so I didn't see my parents very often. And all I had was dinner to bedtime. And so the fact that the kids can see us every day we can bring them to school we can pick them up if they have a day off or it's a weekend we can just spontaneously decide to go to the amusement park or bring them somewhere and spend the day as a family and I know that's something that a lot of people don't get because of their work schedule or because of whatever so definitely that's just the benefit is just being there and I know the kids appreciate it because when we're not there, they totally don't understand it. And it's weird because even Keone will come up to me and he's like, oh, so-and-so's daddy works at an office like all day. How come daddy doesn't do it? And I'm like, well, don't you like that daddy's home? And he's like, yeah, it's awesome. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's just the fact that the kids have us around and, you know, we can do stuff as a family whenever we want to. Yeah, that that's my favorite part of it. I mean, the flexibility, like you said, and, you know, the impact that it's having on the kids. We've also noticed... Um, that the kids early on were quite well spoken you know i think too well spoken too well spoken <laughs> sometimes i think a part of that has to do with the fact that we're always at home talking to them engaging with them reading a lot a lot um interacting with them and stuff and that's not to put down anybody else who doesn't have that opportunity i think that in that case it's just hopefully something to shoot for because it really does make a big impact um, and like you said, we get to take the kids to school, pick them up from school together. And even some of the other parents and the teachers are like, how are you guys able to, what do you guys do? Like, did you win the lottery or something? And I'm like, no, but if, 
I think it's better. We're, we're, you know, we live an entrepreneurial lifestyle and we have that freedom and flexibility. Um, so that's, that's why we do what we do. That's why, I mean, you know, you guys know that I'm a huge family man. And as you could see, my wife, April here is just the same. And so, um, hopefully the kids will be better because of that. And, you know, we're trying to teach them that this is uh, something that is possible. And if they want to make a choice to become an entrepreneur when they're older, then, then great. Um, but we just want to make sure we give them all the opportunities in the world. And that's, that's why we're here and why we do what we do. So a lot of people, you know, they see my income reports, uh, which you've been okay with, uh, which has been amazing. I know a lot of people might not want their spouse sort of revealing how much money is being made in a business and whatnot. Um, but I've talked to you about like what that means and why that's important for everybody and, and you know, being honest and open on, and authentic online. Um, but a lot of people see that money and they're like, wow, what do, what do they do with all that stuff? Like they must have like five Lamborghinis and this giant mansion and, you know, all this other stuff. And I tell people like it's not I mean, we're doing we're doing great, obviously, um, but we don't spend a ton of money. I love that about you. <laughs> the fact that, you know, you, you uh, like we still go to Target to buy stuff. You know, I love Target. Uh, I know you do, and one just opened up by our place, which is kind of dangerous. But um, you know, we don't we don't spend that much money on random stuff. Uh, I, I think the thing that we splurge on the most. Do you want to talk about what we actually do spend our money on and why that's important? Uh, most of our money, I'm guessing, is spent traveling and taking vacations with the family because both of us love to travel. Our kids actually love traveling. They love going on airplanes. They love staying at hotels so they're becoming little travelers too and we just like exploring new places and trying new things so for me that's worth more than having nice clothes because i really don't have any <laughs> you just basically told the world that you don't wear nice clothes i love target Wait, <laughs> <laughs> hey, target has nice stuff actually no i shouldn't be bagging on, Why target. Are you on target target has great my entire closet is target <laughs> i love target it's just not fancy no, I think I, I, you know, the experiences is what really what it's all about uh, for us. Um, and, you know, we obviously save, we invest, we have retirement accounts, we have college funds for our kids and whatnot. But any sort of extra money we typically either put away or we spend on experiences, those memories that are going to last a lifetime. Um, a lot of you might remember last year we went to Disney Aulani. Uh, I did a few periscopes there and shared some pictures on Instagram. And we'll be doing a lot more traveling down the road, too. And um, it's really cool that the kids are sort of old enough now to start to really appreciate where we're going, especially Keone, who's now going into first grade. Um, you know, I remember first grade. I remember trips that I took when I was that young. So it's going to be pretty cool to see him and, you know, give him uh, even more traveling experiences than I had. And I think, again, we're just trying to open up their eyes, open up the world. Um, another thing that April and I are really passionate about is, is helping others and with this a lot of the extra income we have, I mean, we built schools in, in Ghana together, um, and we want to do more of that down the road. One one big thing um, we haven't really defined, uh, but down the road when the kids are a little bit older, when April has a little bit more time, I mean, you had talked about potentially creating some sort of nonprofit uh, to help kids in some way, shape, or form, potentially around dance and stuff. Is that right? Hopefully, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you also have all these little projects that you've always wanted to do that you just never had the time to do and you might have more time to do once the kids are both in school and stuff do you want to share any of that stuff or is that like top secret stuff um 
I guess what I can say about it is I like writing. This is okay. You guys all know that I love the Backstreet Boys, and when I was in high school, see, I am just like totally embarrassing myself right here. But when I was in high school, I actually wrote a Backstreet Boy fan fiction. So I'm not saying that I'm doing another fan fiction, but hopefully I get to do more writing. And some people know that I like dancing. I mean, again, that's also a big passion of mine.、Mm-hmm. So hopefully, something dealing with dance, whether it might be teaching dance or just at least dancing more, I'd like to do that. Yeah, I mean, you were a dancer in college, hip hop dancer. Yes, you choreographed our wedding dance. Did people see that?、Uh, yeah, like thirty or forty thousand people saw that. Really? Yeah, it's on YouTube.、That. I'll post well, it. Well, I know that,、notes. but I, I thought it was like hidden in the archives. Where? Oh no, it's it there. I mean, I'll, I'll, we'll double that number. We'll show more people just because.、Oh, okay.、Um, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun.、Uh, anyway, I just I, I I know people have questions, and you know I don't know if you'll be in there in the comments to answer or whatnot. But you know I'll relay any questions to you, and you can comment if you'd like. But You know, a lot of you know that I've been doing this for eight years, and I'm—I finally got in April to say yes to coming on the show, and、uh, I want to thank you guys for your support. And I know that she was super nervous coming in here, but I think she did great. You did great. Thank you. Thank you. And、um, you know, hopefully it won't be the last time. But、uh, um, yeah, that's that's April. She's awesome. I'm super thankful. I wouldn't be here、uh, without her support. So I love you. Thank you so much. And I know a lot of people appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. All right. I hope you enjoyed that interview with my wife, April Flynn. That was awesome. Actually, you could probably tell she was a little bit nervous coming into the interview.、Um, actually, she was super nervous, but she did an awesome job. I'm so thankful that she came on, especially because a lot of you have been asking for her for a long time. And hopefully, that gives you a little bit of insight of what goes on in the house here and kind of what we've been through. And you know, we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. We continue to learn a lot of lessons. We continue to figure things out, especially as the kids grow older and we continually adapt and adjust to you know their activities, their situations. Our schedules are always changing. That's the one thing I've learned. Things will always change, and as long as lines of communication are always open, as long as we can be empathetic and understand where the other person's coming from, you know, all things will be good, and we'll get through it. Like April said. And one last thing, this is more of a selfish thing, but I want to leave a message for Kaoni and Kailani. I know they don't listen to podcasts right now、uh, necessarily, but I do know that podcasts can live for a very long time. And at some point in the future, Kaoni and Kai will probably be listening to this.、And、I just want to say to you two. I'm so proud of you guys. You guys are why I do what I do, and I just encourage you, no matter what point in your life you're listening to this, to just keep reaching high, keep plowing through those goals. And although you might be met with challenges along the way, always know that there's something great on the other end of those challenges. That's、um, that's what I've learned, and hopefully you'll be able to pass that on to your kids one day too. So, thank you guys. I love you. All right, guys. Interesting, different, unique episode, but I had a lot of fun putting it together. Hopefully, you had a lot of fun listening to it too. And if you're there listening with your family members too, you know, finish up, give each other a big hug because you know this is what it's all about. You know,、uh, so before we finish up, I do want to say that yes, the show notes are available at smartpassiveincome.com/session225 as normal. However. We didn't really mention any links in this particular episode, but you can still come by and comment and, and let me know what you think. SmartPassiveIncome.com/session225. I also want to take a quick moment to thank and tell you a little bit about our sponsor today, which is Insightly. So Insightly is a customer relationship management or CRM application used by companies 
to help them run their business better. So if you're not familiar with what a CRM does, a CRM helps you keep on top of all the things you need to run your business, like keeping track of all your tasks, all your meetings, your contacts, your leads, all your sales, your prospects, and key information about all those things, your customers, your partners, your suppliers, the whole thing. So Insightly also has a mobile app, which helps you keep track of all this stuff and you know retrieve that information on the go, which is really cool. And Insightly integrates with a ton of popular applications like Dropbox, Evernote, Google Apps, Box, uh, Office 365, QuickBooks, Zero Counting, and many, many more. So if you wanna check out the CRM, check it out for free for 14 days by going to www.insightly.com. That's I-N-S-I-G-H-T-L-Y.com. Thanks for listening in, I appreciate you, and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode 226, where we'll be talking about another success story and how somebody has been able to penetrate a very, very saturated niche in his own way. So it'll be very fun, very interesting, and a lot to learn. So until next time, keep pushing forward, keep moving that needle. You guys are awesome, and thank you again for listening in. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.